0: A sulky over funky, kinda hunky superhero A 2 and electrically transistored superhero An exotically erotic and aquatic superhero Environmental superheroes have arrived Superpowered from the forehead to the toe Watch them change their very shape before you know. See arcane striking superhero change to Viking superhero. Ah, ding and real, swing and shield fling
1: and superhero. They're the latest, they're the greatest. Ultimatum
0: superheroes, the Marvel superheroes. Ever <laughs> hello and welcome to marvel vision a marvel cinematic universe tv show podcast we still haven't really figured that intro out uh brought to you by cinema Sanga. my name is devin farachi i'm one of your two hosts of this show joining me as always hello it's derek farachi how are you devin uh, derek you're so much louder this week
1: yeah well i mean i'm in a booming mood <laughs> even this won't make sense to anybody who's listening but even on like the little on my screen where i can see like my voice modulation whatever the lines they're way bigger than they were last week
0: yeah they're right. bigger than mine in fact i'm gonna probably have to mix you down actually usually <laughs> i'm mixing you up see, but, yeah, you know, on
1: mine, yours are still bigger than mine oh really yeah
0: usually i have to mix you up but um maybe this week i have to, I have to mix you down which will be exciting a new change of pace um <laughs> how are you doing this week i'm doing uh, i'm doing okay how about you I'm doing great. So, you know, we have been doing a Star Wars TV show podcast called The Bad Batch for about a year now. Um, yes. We're on episode like 45 of the show, and we have had skip weeks, quite a few skip weeks over the past year. So I'm going to say yeah. we've been doing it about a year is what my guess is. And... Um, we decided to launch a Marvel-themed, Marvel TV show-themed podcast, and I made the executive decision The Bed Batch is uh, behind a paywall at my Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemasanga, and uh, I decided to make this one public, and so we have started putting this show out on the major services, and we put it out. We got it on Stitcher and Spotify, and in two days, we got a, a, a whopping 30 downloads Watch out, Joe Rogan. Here we go. We're coming for you, buddy. Uh, I mean, it's nice because we didn't really promote it or anything like that. Like it wasn't that big a push and um, we just kind of did it like on a, I just finally got it up on a Saturday afternoon. Like it wasn't that big a deal. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like a lot of yeah. I wasn't a lot of work went into it. And it's just like nice to sort of see and it's nice to know the reason why. So here's the the truth story I was telling Derek this off the air. The real reason why is because I was talking to our father and um who is not in heaven and uh he was complaining that it's a real pain in the (laughs) ass to listen to our podcast through the patreon and uh so he was like you know much easier if you just put it on itunes And i was like oh that's like a lot of work i don't want to do that work and then you know what i decided let's do it let's do the work and so we did the work and now it is available On Stitcher and Spotify, it'll be available, God willing, on uh, iTunes and the rest of the services in the coming days and weeks. It just takes time for them to review it. But I will tell you this, when I was going through and uploading the podcast to all these services, there was some guy who had done a show called Marvel Vision. Yes. Which I would not mind if somebody had beaten us to the name. It's not like yeah. the most creative name of all time. But the thing is that I looked at it, and this dude, what he's doing with these people, they have another podcast about comic book stuff. And they take their yes. episodes where they review this show, and they just syndicate and, them out as Marvel Vision. It's just the same yes. content. Yes. Yeah.
1: They, they It's another show called like Comic Club Marvel Vision, and then they put out Marvel Vision as
0: well. I it's mean, like-, like- very frustrating to me, they're squatting the title now, if there had been somebody else with a title that was the same title, I would have like said, "You know what, hail and farewell uh, but I feel like um no, I think I'm gonna take it to the mat on this one, so uh you know, worse comes to worse. I have some other thoughts on how we can um work with the title to make it our own if uh if that's what has to happen, but um." Right now it's called Marvel Vision. I guess we'll find out what happens by the end of this season of WandaVision if uh it's still I'm, called Marvel Vision.
1: I'm I'm just putting it out there. We can we can still call it Eon controls us from under the cabinet. Under the kitchen yeah.
0: cabinet. Derek has this we were trying to throw around ideas for podcast names, and every podcast name that Derek came up with was unbelievably deep cut comic book stuff, which not only would not appeal to anybody, was also too long and thematically had nothing to do with the show that we're actually doing. <laughs> So
1: that's not true. That's not true. Well, I guess it's too long, but the, the, uh, my brother and his indestructible head, I think is a good title. too. That
0: was a good title. Uh, that was a good title that you threw out there. Uh, that was a reasonable one. Um, but also just like, I don't think anybody coming across the titles of podcasts would look at that and have any clue what, no. um, what we're talking no, about. There, here. There's, no, no. And the Eon
1: one is like, that's, an amazingly like, like the Eon one is the kind of thing where, where he's still alive. You could bring that up to Mark Grenwald and he'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he wrote it.
0: So yeah, it's unbelievably uh, obscure. Yeah. Um, although I'm going to tell you something. WandaVision is, is turning out to be the Marvel property that most speaks to the b- unbelievably obscure parts of the Marvel universe. <laughs> uh, true. so maybe a really unbelievably obscure title is what we needed to go with. Yeah. Um, so if you're new to us, because this show is now out from behind the Patreon Iron Curtain, we like to start our shows off with a little bit of a news roundup. And I'm curious, is there any Marvel news that caught your eye this week? There's
1: there's uh, two things in Marvel news. One is that they, Disney Plus announced that on February 12th, there will be a Marvel documentary special called Marvel's Behind the Mask, which I'm guessing my theory is that this is the week after Marvel vision or Wanda vision ends. And
0: maybe they're doing like a buffer week before February 12th show. Yeah. It is definitely not. That's, that's about three weeks from now. No, we're, we're still in January. Yeah. But I, I just looked at a a calendar for this purpose. We're at the last January.
1: And, but we've gone through three episodes, which means there's six episodes left. Right. So we'd have four episodes in March, two episodes in Oh, you said
0: March February. or February. February. Feb- February 12th. Feb- February. Feb- you know, February, Feb- February comes before March. You know that, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Jeez, I'm not thinking properly, am I?
0: <laughs> Holy shit. I can't wow. believe
1: I-, I was thinking, I was thinking yeah, okay. That doesn't make any sense at all. Holy I, don't know what it, yeah. I can't That's... believe that you don't know the order
0: of the months.
1: Can I know you the tell me the of order
0: months? of the months.
1: January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December. All right, you, you got it. You got it. Yeah. Holy shit. Man, woman, TV, camera.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Wow. That's something yeah. else. I, I, for,
1: in my brain, I was thinking March the whole time. Because I, I, I was like, it's got to be after WandaVision's over. They wouldn't put it in the middle of WandaVision. So. If
0: it was March 12th, I would say yes, it would be the week after WandaVision yeah. ends. But if it's February 12th, I would say no. No, because that would leave not enough time since we have
1: the next episode is the 29th. So that's four, five. It's three weeks away. That'd be during episode six. Yeah. yeah. So, unless they're doubling up again
0: for some they, reason. They might be doubling up. I mean, they maybe they, they want to get us used to the idea of doubling up. As, as these shows move forward, their slate is full, man. Like, we're going to. No, no, like- I mean,
1: doubling up episodes of WandaVision is what I meant by double.
0: They might do the final two episodes as a one-hour thing, but I can't imagine they would double up much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I either way,
1: we'll there's, a, there's a documentary coming on February 12th, which is before March. <laughs>
0: this is <laughs> made clear. This year, it does come um, before March.
1: Yes. And then the other news, this is more comic book news, but I thought this was very interesting. Um, they're releasing... A August 1961 Omnibus, which is every comic Marvel published in August 1961, the month that Fantastic Four number one came out. And I find it interesting because of what the titles are, and it shows how, how much things changed so quickly for Marvel once Fantastic Four came out. Because the the titles, I'll give them to you, are Journey into Mystery, numbers Mm -hmm. 73 and 74, Kathy, number 13, Life with Millie 13, Mm -hmm. Patsy Walker 97, Mm -hmm. Amazing Adventures 6, Fantastic Four, Number 1, Kid Cult Outlaw 101, Linda Carter, Student Nurse, Number 2, Millie the Model, Number 105, Strange Tales 90, Tales of Suspense, 23, Tales to Astonish, 25, Gunsmoke Western 67, Love Romances 96, Teenage Romance 84, Amazing Adult Fantasy 7, Patsy and Hetty 79,
0: Rawhide Kid 25. I think
1: it's interesting.
0: What's really interesting is how many of those titles um, contain characters who became part of the Marvel Universe. How many of those titles contain characters that became part of the Marvel Universe, and how many of
1: those titles are female-oriented? I thought was interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean romance comics. I mean Millie. Millie has two titles. Millie has
1: two comics. That's wild. Yeah, yeah.
0: Romance comics. Where where was that? Jack Kirby did a lot of really good romance comics. Um,
1: Uh, Jack Kirby and uh, Joe Sinnott created
0: the uh, romance comics. They sure did. Um, So so that's pretty interesting. It would be kind of wild if they did omnibuses like that for the entire history of Marvel.
1: Like just each month, that would be pretty. pretty That'd be wild, wouldn't it? Yeah. It would get uh, out of hand pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. After like the first year of doing it, you'd be like, "Whoa!" You get out of hand is, real this fast. Is a lot of space. Where am I going to put, you know, eighty-seven months worth of omnibuses?
0: It'd be pretty wild. I wish that they, um, yeah. I wish that they would list comics that way on the Marvel app. The Marvel app—it's very hard to find
1: stuff. I think I it would be, be
0: really cool if I could go look at what came out in July of nineteen sixty-seven
1: yes yeah yeah the dc app i think is better but not much better but there's just a little cleaner but uh like the marvel one well
0: the dc app is is cleaner because they got rid of everything
1: (laughs) yeah well now it's just the comic they
0: (laughs) They emptied the whole fucking thing out it's just you're like echo echo hello hello it's
1: it's all that's not true they actually just added Loads of stuff this week. I know they got rid
0: of all their cartoons. Come, they are all their cartoons and movies and TV shows, which is why people yeah. originally got the DC Universe app.
1: That, well, I got it for the comics. So oh, I know. You got excited. it for the right they reason. They started adding, they started adding vertical and stuff, so I'm very excited by that. But uh, I would like it, although I'm saying this without ever actually checking. I imagine the Marvel Comics app does not have, you know, Linda Carter, Carter student nurse, or like Gunsmoke Western. Like I'd love to to check out those and see what they were like. Because I imagine there's not many reprints of them out there.
0: That's interesting. I do wonder um, if they do have that. Because did they bother digitizing it? I guess if they're putting out the omnibus, they're probably digitizing that stuff anyway as part of the process. Yes, yeah.
1: I would probably. I mean, most likely, right? That's how it works these days. So
0: they have Millie the model. They don't have Linda. Do they they Okay. Um, and they. Oh, they have Millie the model number one hundred, which I'm not sure is actually a real comic.
1: I mean, it, right here it got up to issue. I think it was one hundred five. I said, "Where did Millie the model go? Uh, Where would it go? Oh, the one hundred five.
0: Yeah, Millie model one hundred five. They have, so. they have uh, Millie. They have Millie one hundred. Um, and they have modeling with Millie number forty four. It's kind of weird. Those are the two comics they have. I'm not really sure why they have them.
1: That's definitely one thing with both Marvel and DC is the weird skips in things. And it's like, what are you doing? Catch up. (laughs) Like, what's happening here? Like, there's we discussed recently, not too long ago, there's an issue of Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man that I greatly love. Issue, I believe it's issue 118. And on the Marvel app, it goes from like 117 to 124. It's like, what's going on? Why'd you skip those other issues? And uh, I don't know. I don't know what the reasoning is. I'm sure there is a reason. I just don't know what, what it could be. But
0: well, uh, I guess we'll,
1: DC does the same thing. Like right. DC, there's literally just one issue of the Jay Garrick Flash series. And it's like why? Why are you doing this? Like why do that? Why just have that one? Keep keep going. Put up more. You know, and Superman. There's only 129 issues of Superman up there, right? You know, the original Superman book, and it's like, come on, come on, give it more. So I don't read them because I barely ever touch these apps. But uh,
0: there was a moment I thought we were going to have news that uh, Black Widow was getting moved again or coming to Disney Plus.
1: Yeah, there were rumors that it's getting pushed back. And I almost brought that up as news. And I was like, "But it's just rumors. So there's nothing there at
0: this point. I think it's worth discussing because obviously Disney did a whole thing where they pushed back a whole bunch of Fox stuff and they shoved it all back to like next year. And Black Widow, it seems like it's unlikely that it's going to hit the date. It just doesn't make sense to me. The idea that any big movie is like legitimately trying to open in theaters this year just doesn't make any sense to me. Date?
1: What's the current date for Black Widow? Is oh, God, it I have no
0: idea. Is it in May or now? Hold on. Let me, you can hear me typing as I type in Black Widow release date. Um, I mean, they moved it a 100 times. It's May 7th now. There's just no way. Okay. I mean, there's just no chance. Which, which I, I, believe that's also what
1: the original release date was. Just a year later, it was so, May, <laughs> yeah,
0: May 2020. Um, yeah. It might have been March 2020, actually. Um, but I just don't believe it's going to happen, uh, and and it doesn't make any sense to me. And I think no. that um, Disney doesn't know. There was an interesting interview with Kevin Feige where they asked him about it, and he was like, "I don't know," because that's above his pay grade. Like those decisions, yeah. he does not make. And um, yeah. you know. I I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, it just doesn't seem likely to me that we're going to see any big movies in theaters this year before the end of the year. I mean, Godzilla's going to show up in... Godzilla versus Kong is showing up in theaters, but that's really an HBO Max play. The well, I, I with- mean,
1: that's a, a a definitive sign that you, you have faith in your movies when you move it up during the pandemic. <laughs> like, like, let's get it out sooner before people start getting inoculated and then can go to the theaters. So we can still blame it on... The pandemic. That's well, I how I mean, feel
0: about that one. That one, though, they that was all part of that whole deal where Warner Brothers was going to put all of their movies only on streaming, and then everybody got mad yeah. at them. And so they started giving release dates to some of them as well. And that's part of that. That's just sort of like a, an offhanded, like, okay, fine, you want a fucking release date? Legendary will give you a release date. Um, yeah. That, that doesn't feel real to me. And, uh, and
1: it's also a thing. I mean, the movie exists because they started making it before the last Godzilla came out and i'm sure if they'd waited till after the last godzilla they probably wouldn't have made the movie because the last godzilla didn't do all that great.
0: You know. Well, it's kind of wild because um none of those movies have done that great like none of them has been like the kind of intense blockbuster that you would expect there now to be a fourth film that ties in these two franchises. It's kind of weird. Yes, yeah. Although as somebody pointed out today to me,
1: that there there have been five underworld movies, and it's like who knew? Like who? Yeah, knew but they those don't make
0: those. Those don't cost as much.
1: Yeah, they don't. They cost like their sub hundred million dollar budgets, aren't they? I think something like that. I mean,
0: these are very expensive movies. This is very interesting. I like them. Don't get me wrong. Like this is not me saying they shouldn't make these Godzilla or King Kong movies. I like Kong Island a whole lot. Um, but like none of these movies have been like out of the park blockbusters that you would expect them to have made four of them with a crossover they're putting you know this one's going to have mecha godzilla in it yes and and kong's got an axe which that kong's got be an excited it's got mecha godzilla um you know there's all kinds of shit they're building out the mythology and it's like it's like nobody cares like, it's really <laughs> weird it's very strange although everybody's really excited about the trailer today uh but whether or not yeah, that is but everybody was
1: really excited i i Twitter is the worst place to figure out how excited people are about things because if you'd gone back when The Last Godzilla was coming out, Twitter was like, This is going to be the greatest thing of all time. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. And then it did fine. Like it was like, Oh, it did okay. Like it didn't blow the, the doors off. It wasn't a billion dollar thing. It did, you know, it wasn't huge like
0: what I think you would have thought looking at Twitter. Right. You know. And that's the thing. These movies need to be huge. That's the whole premise. The premise is that they're huge. That's the, they're yeah. not making these movies to break even. Uh, Uh, or anything like that, they're making these movies to really tear the fucking roof off and make a billion dollars. And I don't think any of them have come even close. I mean, Godzilla King of the Monsters box office global $386 million, which is not great. I
1: think that's the lowest of the previous three, though. Like, I Uh, I think... uh, King Kong, I think or whatever, Kong Island, whatever. Uh, I think that broke 500.
0: Uh, Kong, uh, well, uh, first Godzilla made 529. Uh, okay. But even 500 is like, it's like good. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not bad. But like, they're making these movies to make a billion dollars. That's the, that's the bar. You know, once yeah, upon a time, was like 100 million, million on them. Yeah. Right, exactly. But anyway, you know yeah. what? Like, uh, I'm not here to shit talk these movies. I like these movies. Um, yeah. But the point I'm it's making like here. Godzilla vision. The point I'm making here is that uh, I do not believe that um, Black Widow is coming out in May. So, Neither uh, do I. I don't think James Bond is coming out in October, November, whenever. That's the thing. I think even that's tight. I think even that's tight. We might have enough vaccine running around to make theaters more um, safe, but I suspect that people are going to not feel comfortable, man. Yeah, I agree. agree. Well, especially –
1: I mean, the day that they announced the move of James Bond – was the same day that Dr. Fauci goes out there and he's like, things will start getting back to normal around the fall if things right. go well. Like right. if, if we hit 85% of people being getting the vaccine around the fall, things will start to get back to normal. It's like, first off, we're not going to hit 85% of people getting the vaccine because a huge portion of this country doesn't even think that the, that the virus is real. So you run into that problem. And then, you know, getting back to normal is not let's all go to the theater, I don't think.
0: Well, we'll see.
1: We'll see. Yeah. All right. You got any jokes? I also did read that 19 people got coronavirus after going to a birthday party for a cat. So who knows? Is that one of the jokes? No, that is not. That's true. (laughs) That that was, that's an actual news story. Uh, Here are the jokes. Let's see. Where are the jokes? Um, I'm still in the, I got to get back to where I was. Here we go. Uh, That one we did, that one we did.
0: Yeah, if you're Uh, new to this, by the way, also, um, we also have a tradition of uh, telling jokes from a joke book that is written for the universe that our podcast is about. So I'm a bad bad, bad Star Wars joke book.
1: This is the official Spider-Man Presents Marvel joke book, although many of the jokes have nothing to do with Marvel. They're just jokes. So it's (laughs) kind of weird. Uh, What does a superhero put in their drink?
0: What is a superhero? Ice. Just ice. Just ice. That's good. Justice. Just yeah. ice. That's good. <laughs> why did the baby cookie cry? Why did the baby cookie cry? Yes.
1: Um, why? Because its mom was away for
0: so long. Wow. That's got nothing to do with Marvel. There's not even oh. the most tenuous of all possible connections to the Marvel universe. Well, you might remember – I thought about
1: this the other day. You might remember last week we did the joke, what do you call Snowman's parents, and it was Mom and Popsicle. Why That's is that not Iceman? What do you call Iceman's parents? That's a great – <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> But there you go. That's a right. good point. Yeah. Uh, what kind of songs are balloons afraid of?
0: What kind of songs are balloons – afraid? something about Needle or something – what, do you, what, 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 what is it? it way too hard pop songs pop songs that's pretty good i feel yeah. like there's got to be a marvel character that we could put that into though i really do feel like that i probably I, I we, don't we, said, we said i not thought about it for a minute but anyway we're not yeah. writing the joke book for them let's do one more and then let's get to the episode
1: okay i'm gonna, here's one that actually connects to marvel what is spider-man's favorite kind of rice is it uncle ben No, that would
0: have been fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) No, sticky rice. Sticky rice. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. All right. Are you ready to get uh, on to uh, episode three of WandaVision? Yes, I am. Let's do it. All right, it is. I guess season one. I'm not sure if this is going to be another season. It's WandaVision episode three, called "Now in Color." They went back and they gave the first two episodes titles, which they didn't originally have.
1: I saw that. I saw that. It was uh, live in front of a studio audience, right? And then, don't touch that dial. The second one is don't touch that dial. Is the second one.
0: Don't yeah. touch that dial. And now it's now in color. And we have forwarded – it's the next day from the previous events, but we have forwarded a whole decade into the 70s. And we're hitting like a real Brady Bunch thing here. The um, opening theme song has like deep Partridge family feeling to me. Very
1: Partridge family. I agree. Very Partridge family. And just real quick, in the previous Leon, just that we got to see for sure, the beekeeper has the sword logo on his back. So I guess he's not AIM. And also because somebody asked me on Twitter – uh, Vision does have fingernails, so that's also cleared up. Oh, and I, went, I, 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 I checked. In, uh, <laughs> if you don't listen to the Bad Badge podcast, there's an ongoing thing about who has fingernails in Star Wars, and I'm very interested in
0: who has fingernails in animated Star Wars, particularly. He's deeply Star interested Wars, yeah. in the animated characters' presence of their fingernails. Because some of
1: them do, and some of them don't. That's weird. That's a weird choice. I think, <laughs> but vision does. And I went and I also checked in age of Ultron. He has fingernails as well. So you're doing the deep so exactly. research. Yeah. yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, also, um, I was online, so I had to find out.
0: I was on the set of, um, civil war and I stood in line behind Paul Bettany while at, um, craft services. And he had his, um, he had like a robe on, and then he had his whole yeah. vision makeup, and he had dots on top of the vision makeup, and he had a backpack on. What? No. He had a backpack on. Yeah. It was a whole thing. Was he getting ready to leave? Was he just grabbing food was, and leaving? I don't think so. They were coming back to do more shooting. I was on set for the day where they do the big running towards each other scene at the airport. I was on set for that, yeah. And Good. which was happened in a parking lot in Atlanta, by the way. <laughs> in case you were curious, yes. what that <laughs> airport looked like, it was a parking lot in Atlanta. And well, um, in,
1: in the movie, it looked like a parking lot in Atlanta. So.
0: <laughs> But, uh, I mean, there's no – there's no. it's just a green screen on a parking lot. It wasn't even like – there's no buildings there. There was nothing. It was just – Oh, was really? No there's trees. no
1: buildings? Wow. No, no nothing. Idea.
0: They were just running in front of a green screen the whole time.
1: That's crazy.
0: That's they had so like wild. some trucks and shit there, but they were running in front of a green screen.
1: It's so funny. I just watched – today I watched Spider-Man 2, the same Raimi Spider-Man 2. You watched it last night. And it's, Did you? There you go. Um, It's kind of heartbreaking to watch it and be like, how come superhero movies don't look like this? Like, yeah. It's so filled with like like just good action filming and like interesting camera work and it's like, Man, how come in Civil War they're just fighting in a parking lot? Like mix it up, get crazy with it.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's one so of the weird. things that's really nice is that this show is leading into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, directed by Mr. Sam Raimi.
1: Yes, Mr. Sam Raimi. And I will say that the previous Doctor Strange I think is one of the best looking Marvel movies. I I love the the, the style of that film.
0: I mean, I think they're getting better looking as they go. I mean, uh, but part of it is they're responding to the aesthetic of the time. So like Civil War and Winter Soldier, um, the Russos are making movies that are really responding to sort of like the flat colored action movies of the time. You know what I mean? Like they're like in a yeah. big Michael Bay, Paul Greengrass space in those movies, and um, it's about the it's about the intensity and the visceral act- aspect of it. I think that's a mistake in Civil War in some parts because, I, like you say, the thing about the I love the the airport sequence, but you know they're also up against the wall because they want to have a big action sequence where they can blow things up, but they don't want to have like they don't want to make it too violent because the whole fucking movie's about arguing about blowing things up.
1: Yes, yes. You have to
0: kind of of be in the middle of nowhere? You don't
1: want to run into the Man of Steel problem. Right. Where it's like, yeah. And I get that. I definitely understand that. But it's just, you know, it's just an empty parking lot and it's like oh this is kind of what a bummer you know (laughs) like like it'd be like at least put in some color you know like like something everything was great
0: one of the nice things about wandavision is especially this episode there's plenty of color this is a very colorful episode um from the from the costumes to the to the to the sets and everything and the sets had that beautiful 70s look um the the costume the opening credits are very colorful um and there's a repeat of a hexagon pattern in the opening credits we saw a hexagon in the second episode opening credits when they come flying out of the moon in the beginning there are a hexagon of stars around it yeah um i'm not sure if this is infinity stone references or what it's interesting
1: i didn't think about that that is interesting
0: yeah so there's a hexagon thing obviously beehives have hexagons in them and we saw a beekeeper last episode so who knows what all of this means um but we open up in this new 70s full color world very rich beautiful. um the house has changed beautiful. the house has totally changed which i love it's a totally different yeah. house i mean, like the basics of it are the same like the door and the stairs are in the same place you know what i mean but like it, yeah. it's, it's totally redesigned uh and wanda's quite pregnant yeah, they, have,
1: they have like really nice stained glass windows like yeah. up high that i really
0: liked yeah, yeah i love the look of the set yeah, and Wanda's um, very pregnant. She is apparently four months pregnant at, at the opening. And Dr. Nielsen is there, and he is uh, examining her. And theres I don't know who Dr. Nielsen is. I don't know if this is a Marvel character or if just the reference is just to Nielsen ratings. You know, I didn't look him up. I didn't check on that. I and mean, I should have. Um, I don't I think there is there. a guy. I, I did a little bit of research. I didn't find anything. Right. Um, so I don't think there is a Dr. Nielsen. I think it might just be a Nielsen ratings thing. Like, honestly, just like a winky Nielsen ratings thing. Yeah. Um, so she is very pregnant and Vision is freaking out because he's fully aware that she was not pregnant yesterday. And yep. I, what I love is they play it in sitcom terms where he's like the flustered dad. Yes, very
1: much. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, uh, four, he's like four months along. Is that right? And she nods yes, he nods no. Right. And then she looks and he nods yes. And when he goes through all the different fruits that the the baby sizes are. And he's like, "What? What would the size be for
0: twelve hours?" <laughs> very, very fun. Uh, and so the vision walks the doctor outside. and is like, "Can you keep this a secret? Like, we want to keep this within the family." And the doctor, who's on his way to a vacation in Bermuda, is like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. Mom's the word." And as the doctor takes off, he sees um, the vision. Sees a Sher- Herman. What was that? Bermuda's a purposeful choice, right? Why, like Bermuda, tri- Bermuda Triangle maybe i feel like bermuda is like a pretty um 70s destination
1: i get probably yeah
0: do you know what i mean like it feels like a pretty 70s destination um so like there's just something like i don't know i mean maybe it's like a really east coasty kind of i don't know i mean i'm not sure maybe could be um but as the doctor takes off, Vision notices that Herb, the uh, neighbor, is um, doing like some like yard work, and he's got like a hedge trimmer, and he has taken the hedge trimmer, and he has cut through the hedge, and he is now cutting through the yellow brick fence that uh, separates yes. their properties. And it's also worth noting, by the way, the last episode, when they went outside, they were on location. And this episode, when they go outside, they're on a stage. Sat. Yes. You, you can see it's a, a matte painting behind Herb. It's not even a matte painting. It is just just, it is it is just a translate. It's just a big it's just a big flat. That's all that it is. It's not a matte. It's just a flat, and it's cheap. It's like shitty looking. I loved it. I love that they get that difference in the eras. That like in the '60s they would go out onto the lot and shoot, but by the time they got to the '70s they're just like fuck it, just build a yard. You know what I really do appreciate because they do all that. They're very careful and attentive to how everything looks, but they're also
1: not using camera filters to make things look more 70s and I really appreciate that. Right. Because that would look really goofy, I think, if they try to pull that kind of thing off.
0: I do wish that they had the budget and the ambition to shoot every episode on a different um camera rig. Like if they shot yeah, the I mean, direct would be, camera rigs for yeah, each episode. That would, for be insane.
1: that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. I'd fucking that'd love be so that. much work. Yeah <laughs>
0: that'd yeah that'd be, it'd so be so very much. expensive. Um yeah.
1: now I, I did see this is not my theory. This I, I read on Twitter is that Herb is cutting through orange brick and Herb is the name of of Herbie from the fantastic four. So there's a question of like, is that, is that an Android is Herb. And plus he's all weird. He seems to have like shorted out almost as he's cutting through the brick. Is Herb an Android of some sort who uh, is cutting through the thing?
0: So to speak it's an interesting question and it speaks to the nature of what Westview is and I guess we'll talk about that at the end of the episode because there's the big reveal about Westview at the very end of the episode um, yes. So inside the house things are getting a little bit crazy because when vision goes back into the house she is like now six months pregnant and on top of that she Wanda appears to be losing control of her powers. Um, they are yes. in, they go into the, um, baby's room and there's a mobile of butterflies. And when she looks at it, um, she turns the mobile into real butterflies. She says that her, her, her stomach feels all a flutter. A flutter they come right. And they come to life. Yeah. So it's clear, like, Yeah. There's stuff happening. That's not in her control. And then they go into the kitchen and things begin freaking out. The appliances begin freaking out. Um, things, you know, uh, start really going crazy and then they lose power. And uh, we see that everybody gets lost power, and we have a really good uh, little sitcom cutaway uh, that has Phil, the mustache guy, sitting and reading his newspaper, and his wife Dottie, um, uh, Anya from Buffy, comes in and says, "Do these earrings make me look fat?" And uh,
1: light goes out, and like I said, he goes, "He
0: goes, oh, thank God." (laughs) So, did you notice the newspaper headline? Uh, Two hydrants, two fire hydrants added to Westfield. But the thing is that the way that the paper is folded, it just says two fire hydra." Yes, it's very yeah. intriguing. Um, so I, that- I also spend a lot of time looking at the back of the paper where there's like an ad and being like, "What is, is that? Something?" I couldn't read anything it said. <laughs> this is how you're turning. This is this is how you like become an obsessive. Uh- like pausing yes. everything and going frame by frame obsessively. Oh, I, I did
1: it too. When they were in the baby's room, I looked up the, the paint cans cause the paint cans had a name on it. <laughs>
0: and that's the, the set
1: designer. That's it's just the name of the set designer. Not just, I mean, the guy deserves a lot of credit. It's the set designer
0: of the show. It's his name on the paint. That's cans, fun. That's really fun. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, things are uh, going truly nuts and, uh, is this wait? I'm, my notes are bad. Is this when the? Uh, this is not when her water breaks. No. Well, she's having contractions. Bra- uh, Braxton,
1: Briggs. I forgot what they're called. Braxton Whatever. Hicks contractions. Right. And then Braxton so she,
0: after she puts out, after the whole block goes out, she wonders: Does everybody in this town know that it was me? And this starts the Vision actually thinking about this question. Like, what does everybody yes. in town know? And then he starts realizing everything is super fucking weird. And he begins right. talking to her about how weird things have been uh, the last two episodes. And uh, then she looks up at him and then there's like a bang, not even rewind, just like a bang, just a, an edit. I thought, I honestly thought something happened to my, like, to the show. Like, Me I was too. like, oh, freaking streaming, goddammit. I w- I got tricked. Same same here, and it's a yeah. it's a it's a it's a good moment. It really works really well, and uh, he is he has returned to one, and then he begins that whole thing again. Except this time, he is not questioning the reality or the weirdness that's going on, and she gets to have her little bit of a happy moment. Um, yes, but that's when she then her water breaks. That's when right? her water breaks, yes. and literally, like there starts water starts yes. flowing out
1: of the ceiling. It starts raining. Yeah, starts so raining in the house. Is how we know her water is broken, and that's when it goes to commercial. Yes, and we see it's uh, for Hydra Soak, which is Calgon, right? At the it's a Calgon commercial. Well, it's Hydra
0: interesting, Soak. right? So, like, it's like a the premise. You know, the commercials have changed so that the idea here is that we see the cultural change, which is now the commercials are like about like you're a harried housewife, you're trying to be a modern yeah. woman. Like, what we can take you away to your own world. You know, create your own yes. world. It says. Uh, yes. Yeah. Which I theirs is probably
1: better than what I would have liked to have done. Like when the episode started and I was like, oh, there's gonna be a commercial break. It would be amazing if there was a commercial break for the Incredible Hulk, since the Incredible Hulk had a show in the 70s. Right. I think that would have been fun. But theirs is probably much more connected to the actual show.
0: Yeah, so and it's it the same better. woman, by the way. And the voiceover is the man from the previous two commercials. It's been the same people on every single commercial.
1: I did not realize that.
0: Yeah, it's been the same two people in every single commercial. So this is an interesting question of who these people are and what their relationship to Wanda is. The first two commercials were quite clearly her personal history. Her
1: past. Yes. Yeah. Now this one. But the first one was the toaster. With Stark. Which was the bomb. With the right. Stark bomb. And the second one was. The Strucker watch. Hydra. The Strucker. Oh, it was the Strucker watch. With, with, yeah, and it had the Hydra logo on it. Yeah, so it's connected to her getting powers. But and then this is. Go to your own world, which would suggest she's created her own world, right? And it's
0: unleash the inner goddess, which is a really interesting turn of phrase here, and I'm very curious what it means. It doesn't really ring a lot of bells in terms of canonical vision and Scarlet Witch stuff, so I'm a little bit curious. Although, to be very honest, I'm going to admit my weakness here. It is really hard to know all of Scarlet Witch's canonical history because she is probably the most retcon character in Marvel Comics vision's not far behind. <laughs> I mean vision has like a regular number of retcons. I feel like Wanda has been retconned so fundamentally and for the last 30 years has been portrayed mostly in weird broken ways that it's yeah. super hard to be sure what is real and what, you know what I mean? Like it's like, it's a lot. And we're going to get to this when we introduce the kids cuz that's fucking history is beyond oof. 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 um oof. So while Vision runs off to get Dr. Nielsen, um, Geraldine shows up, and uh, we have this whole um, comedy bit where uh, Wanda's trying to hide her pregnancy, and they do a really good meta bit here which is that Wanda puts on a big jacket to hide her pregnancy, which is what actors do in sitcoms and stuff when they're pregnant. You don't yeah. want anybody to know. And then she puts yeah, they like, always
1: hide it in different ways. She, yeah.
0: they, the, the jacket keeps changing and then she's putting fruit in front of her stomach, which is a hundred percent, the kind of thing again, that they do in sitcoms. They'll have characters standing behind things to hide that yeah. big belly because the character isn't pregnant. The actor is, and um, it's this whole thing. But what happens is that, um as geraldine like who's just doing like her sitcom thing she has no clue what's going on she's carrying on her sitcom way wanda manifests a stork into the middle of the living room yes and then we well, end up she the-
1: manifests it before geraldine shows up cuz we hear it before the the door right but yeah but now it comes out and it's walking around and she's again very sickami i can't let geraldine see the stork so they're they're playing with that setup you know of like uh, geraldine's telling a story about uh, what she did at work and wanda is trying to act like she's paying attention while also trying to keep the stork like she's trying to use magic to get rid of the stork and that's not working and and she throws an orange at it to make it run away at one point point. She- and then what i loved is when the stork notices that geraldine is wearing pants that have fish on them yeah the shark goes for the fish.
0: So this that is was. what's really interesting to me. So there's a couple of things interesting in this sequence, which is, you know, this is the comedy stuff. It's the standard comedy beats. Very similar. We had in episode one where Vision is trying to keep the guests from seeing what's happening in the kitchen. This is your standard sitcom thing. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. could see the Brady kids. You know, they have some kind of animal in the house. That they're trying to make sure their parents don't see. Like you can 100 percent. Recognize this comedy beat, but what's happening yeah. on a meta level? I thought was really interesting because Geraldine's telling a story about her job at the ad agency. Yes, and uh, Tayone Paris, who plays her, played Dawn on Mad Men. Oh, yeah. And I just feel like that's not a mistake or an accident. That's just not an accident. That feels like a meta wink. That really feels like a meta wink. And I that's super fucking meta. Like, I'm trying to remember what she said her boss's name was. His name is Haddix. And so there is no Haddix character that I can think of in Marvel. But I wonder if the Haddix ref- ref- actually means the pants. So I think there's, okay. a, there's, a, there's a lot of dream logic happening in this episode, right? And, and, and Haddock, had Haddock is a fish as well, isn't Haddock it? Haddock is a fish. That's why it's the pants. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. that's yeah. It relates to the pants, um, as opposed to anything within Marvel. But so she's telling the story, yeah. and then I was wondering, the story that she's telling about this breakfast cereal with marshmallow moon men and gravity-o's, you know, yes. so, we see later on that she has the sword symbol around her neck. Sword is a, the extraterrestrial version of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, it, it's about taking care of you know problems so, from you know, out of this earth. Face problems—is yeah. that like what? Is that a thing that she's talking about here?
1: It's possible marshmallow moon? Well, we get a, we get some
0: very interesting info on Geraldine in this episode. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean As it moves forward. It is definitely uh, uh, a, a weird thing. And what happens then is that the stork makes noise and Geraldine snaps out of it. Yes, she like. breaks
1: character, which the uh, the actress uh um, paris know
0: to know yeah <laughs> dawn for Don da- no i want to say tanae pharmac- P- paris I- i'm not sure i'm saying it correctly well, but these, i'm probably closer these actors deserve
1: their, their credit because she does an amazing job in this episode of playing very like your basic 70s black character on a sitcom right and then breaking out of it and like then sliding back in And she does that a couple of times throughout the episode. I was like, really fantastic work.
0: They're all really good at it. Everybody's really good at playing these sitcom bits. Even the doctor who's like only in a couple of scenes, like he does some really great sitcom pratfall bits. But like, it feels like his wife, his wife is great too. His wife is great too. But yeah, I mean like, you know, uh, Tony Paris here, she's so terrific in the way that she is playing the sassy black neighbor. And then when she breaks and when she snaps out of it because of the noise, it's like really unsettling. It's, excellent it's very ensemble. it's not comedic yeah, it's it's, it's really creepy no it's very creepy um and uh you know but then she discovers that wanda's pregnant they figured out and the baby's coming right now and so uh vision comes running back with dr nielsen he picks up dr nielsen who's trying to fix his car and vision gets back after the baby has been born um you know geraldine helps
1: deliver the baby well, Everything starts going crazy in the house as well. And Geraldine's like, I'm sure there's a perfectly rational explanation for this or a logical explanation for all this stuff. And I like that because it's very sitcommy, Right. But also at the same time being like, she recognizes that this is not normal. That right. things are happening that should not be happening. Right. And I think that works very well.
0: Yeah. And uh, she has the baby. Vision yes. shows up. He's like, "I missed it," but Doctor Nielsen's there and says, "Oh, she'd make a great nurse," you know, uh, uh, Geraldine. Yeah. Know. A, yeah. A- and uh, they're you know, earlier in the episode, Charlie they had the doctor into the into the kitchen. But earlier in the, the episode, Vision and Scarlet Witch had been arguing about what to name the child, and Vision, had Tommy or Billy, for Billy for William Shakespeare, and Tommy as sort of a regular all American name. And this baby's there, and uh, Vision says, "Oh." Tommy's such a beautiful baby and she, Scarlet Witch is like oh wow we're gonna name him Tommy." He's like of course and it's a very sweet moment yeah. and then bang it turns out Wanda's having twins which anybody who's read the comics will not be surprised by because in the Vision no. of Scarlet Witch miniseries she did in fact have twins whose yes. names were Tommy and Billy yes and, uh, and also,
1: i don't know if you noticed uh when tommy is born first they, they have tommy there and she's holding him tommy has his eyes are slightly glowing blue just like visions do i did not Which notice I was, that i know I, I thought that was a really nice touch like there's a slight glow to it like how visions eyes are
0: I was like, oh, wow weird. i don't like that so it's worth noting here so she had they have these two kids everything tommy and billy these are the names of the kids that uh, scarlet witch had in the vision and scarlet witch miniseries the 12 issue maxi series in the middle of the 80s it's really worth mentioning i'm going to get only really just surface this because this is so fucking complicated that uh, this is
1: seven episodes of a podcast to get through these two kids. it's
0: unreal she has these two kids obviously she could not have had these two kids because the vision is a synthesoid. um so it became later on it was revealed that these two kids actually were. Um, she created them with her uh, reality bending hex powers. I think. Well, I think it was in the miniseries. It was revealed that it was Mephisto created them. I thought it was in West Coast Avengers.
1: I thought it was that in the because I have not read the miniseries probably since it came out. Like I've not read through much much of the stuff in a very long time. But I believe in the miniseries, it's revealed that Mephisto created them, and or filled them with put demon souls in them, and then and it's like. Oh, these these kids! I I the reason that you were able to have children is because I put demon souls in there and blah blah blah, and then they get rid of the demon souls, but they keep the kids. And then later it's revealed, oh no, those kids aren't even real; they're figments of of Wanda's imagination that she created with her powers. Because Vision has like, he's got no penis; he's a robot. So, so he well, he has body. a penis. He definitely has penis. Um, I I guess. Yeah, I, I guess he can him right he can change himself if he wants well he's He's, the vision biological sequences to him though
0: here no he definitely does because the vision has um even though in the in the show they had that cartoon of him on the inside being like mechanical um the vision is um a synthetic man which means he's a man though he has tissue he has all these things they're just synthetic but he like he doesn't need to eat He's powered by the solar gem. Yeah, no, 100%. Product, 100% you know, like, but I mean, like, right. what I'm saying, though, he has internal stuff going on. Like, he doesn't just have, like, a metal frame and, like, wires. He's a synthetic man. He's not, like... I don't mean that, like, in, like, in a in a metaphorical way. He's a synthetic man. He has got the parts... See, I've always read it as, like, he's a synthetic man, like, he looks human. No, he's not. He's a, he's a synthesoid. It's a totally different kind of thing. It's not an android, and it's No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, saying, I'm, I'm saying, like, his skin is made out of carbon fiber, but it's made to look human.
1: And, it, like, he's made out of synthetic materials, which would mean he does not have any DNA, any actual bi- biological pieces to him, is what I'm saying.
0: He, like, he doesn't have lungs, right? He does. He has everything. But well, he doesn't breathe, right? But he, he 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 has these things. Here's the thing: so the, when the the vision was created um, in the comics originally, he was just like an android. It was like unclear. It was you know nineteen whatever sixty eight or whatever it was, and they didn't. Well, he was,
1: of, was made out of um, the first human torch. Right? That's later on.
0: That's that's the retcon. A retcon. the retcon. That's mm-hmm. a, a, a way later retcon. That is a John Byrne West Coast Avengers retcon. But the thing is, that the human, first human torch, um, he's he's superhuman. Like not superhuman, but he's superhuman looking. He is not robotic looking at all. He looks like just a guy because he is a synthetic man. He has every element of the human body. It's just, it's all synthetic. It's made up of a thing called Horton cells. It's like, it's a synthetic organic structure, Um, but he has everything. Every muscle, every organ, he has them. Okay. And so the vision is his body tuned up. So he has all those things. The vision has not just a penis; he has testicles, and in that testicles, he creates sperm.
1: Horton's got problems.
0: <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's all there is to that. <laughs> that's a weird thing to, to focus on. Well, that's when you're like, you know, going to make a guy that person the flames. <laughs> well, he wanted to make a whole human. It was an accident. The flame yeah, thing know. was an the, accident.
1: The flames is not supposed to happen,
0: right? Yeah. And that's at the World's Fair, and there's a reference to that in Captain America: The First Avenger. We do see. The first human Human torch Torch. in a tube in the Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, Jim Hammond is that guy's name. Um, uh, Was that version of him. Uh, But anyway, so the Vision has all these parts. So I think in in Vision and Scarlet Witch, I think the premise was that um, he could just do it. Okay. Anyway. Eventually, this dude Master Pandemonium came around. He absorbed the souls of the children. It's this whole fucking thing. It's this endless. Yeah. This is an amazing cover where and he the, he has the children as the extensions of his arms. It's a fucking wild ones, cover. Yeah. And then they they were killed off, basically. They were and like they just like written right out. It was like written. It was just like written, yeah. writing them out. Like I think Byrne just got rid of them. He was like, "This is terrible. I don't yeah. like this. I'm just getting rid of it." But it,
1: it was she went she went full insane. It was revealed that they weren't real. She became evil for a while. They fixed her. She went off to an asylum for a little bit. She came back as a hero. Um, And then in Young Avengers, they came back.
0: Yeah, it's revealed that a character named Billy Kaplan, um, known as Wiccan, as his superhero name, is actually um, one of the two twins. The other one is this guy, Speed, who does nothing. He has never done a damn thing, as far as I know. Um, Yeah. he He was at Billy's wedding that's the most yeah. i've seen him do um and uh in, I, I know i saw him in a costume so he's done something else yeah he's got yes. a superhero name his name is speed i mean like he definitely yeah. has done stuff but like he's never done like w- billy Kaplan's like a pretty major character but here's the thing i don't even understand how this works because billy Kaplan is not her son reborn he is the reincarnation of her son but yes. i still don't understand how it works because I don't even know if the Scarlet Witch is a mutant anymore. I don't. Nobody knows where Billy's powers come from. Nobody understands how they work. He has immense powers, like Scarlet Witch. They get activated by the Scarlet Witch, but it's really none of it's any, none of it's clear. If he's he's a reincarnation, he isn't a he isn't a resurrection. Yes. Yeah. It so is. it's very complicated. Yes.
1: It also. He's also really age- old. Yeah, his age doesn't fit with like the idea that everything in Marvel has happened in the last 10 years and he's like 17. Or he's 18. like I mean he's not older I mean, than that now. now. He's, he's married now.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. he is one like of it, very confusing. He is one of the first out gay superheroes. He married a character named Hulkling um yes. who it turns out is half Kree, half Skrull um and uh thus is a shapeshifter and uh billy Kaplan has powers of reality bending and all this stuff the the thing that's so the main point here there's no way that this whole story is going to end up in the mcu but the main point here is that introducing billy the baby here with the idea that in sitcoms it is very common for characters to grow up for children to grow up in between seasons oh very much so yeah we may end up with a teenage billy Kaplan at the end of the series and i mean he, I'll, I'll guarantee you next episode we end up with one who's at least five or six right he's going to be a toddler right i mean like so then yeah. the premise might be that we might be beginning to introduce the young avengers well they've
1: already announced that america chavez is going to be in, in dr strange In dr strange right, right. so she's that's a member of the, of the team avengers character.
0: there's going to yeah. be secret invasion which is going to be about a scroll oh, uh, uh,
1: what's her name in hawkeye
0: right kate bishop is going to be in hawkeye right.
1: kate bishop and she i think she's on young avengers isn't, isn't she there wasn't an archer on there. I can't remember if it was her or not.
0: Well, you know who else is in the Young Avengers is Cassie Lang, the daughter yep. of Scott yep. Lang. Yep. Daughter or son? Daughter.
1: Yeah. What? Son. Jesus, Derek. March, <laughs> February.
0: What's going on? Uh, and the other character, the other main character in the Young Avengers is a character named Iron Lad. Yep. Who it turns who is out, Kang. Is Kang the Conqueror. Is
1: yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's very complicated also, guys. Uh, if you're not if you're not readers of these comics, I apologize okay. this is and, so unbelievably uh difficult but
1: and there's also the son of the actual or the grandson of the actual first Captain America. Right. Which is uh I forgot the character's What's his name. Father's name? His, name. his superhero name I think is like Amerikid or something like that. I can't Patriot. US Patriot. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's Patriot. And then uh yeah, and he's uh, a black kid and his they did a story in the early 2000s called Truth, I think it was called. Where yeah, which well, it revealed that the
0: at... the super soldier serum, was first tested on black soldiers. Um, yeah, keeping uh, bringing the Marvel universe a little bit more in line with some of the true atrocities of American history. Yeah, it's a really good storyline. It's like a four issue like prestige miniseries. Yeah, it was a fantastic story. It was a
1: wonderful story.
0: Um, so it's uh, it seems likely to me that I think that we're going to get. A um, Wiccan out of this storyline
1: I would not be surprised I mean they're definitely setting up the next generation of heroes because we also got Kamala Khan coming we've already got sp- like Peter Parker will probably be their leader of this new Young Avengers kind of thing you know And like, well, I wouldn't count on that, that kind of thing. well yeah that's true well, maybe Miles Morales I don't know if they get Miles or not
0: I don't I think don't they'll know. have Miles either. I think they won't have any spider stuff. I think that they're going to probably shuffle him off in the third movie, the mul- that which is clearly a multiverse movie. I think they're going to shuffle him off.
1: I actually came up with a theory
0: the other day. That I think it's a, a clone saga movie. That's my theory. I mean, that would make sense, except for the fact that, like, Alfred Molina uh, is coming back, and, like, it's going to be... Um, yeah, but we've we already these...
1: got... What's his name? Back as his... Jay Jonah Jameson. So you bring in Alpha Milena and you're just be like, yeah, he's because they're introducing the multiverse, and then you're like, yeah, here's you know, here's Otto Octavius in this universe, and it's the same actor. So Could be,
0: it could be. I guess we'll see. Um, we already had a
1: contract with him, so, so we're just, it's all good. It
0: is quite clear that like, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are not clones of uh, of what's his name. It's quite clear they they all look quite different. Clones can look different.
1: These are comics. That happens all the time.
0: Eh, anyway, uh, so she has the second child, and uh, Vision goes to take the doctor outside and is like, hey, sorry, this will be vacation. And the doctor is like, you know, I probably wasn't going to go on vacation anyway. You know how it is these small, these small towns, they're so hard to escape.
1: Yes, and he gets all weird about it. Like, he doesn't say it like, oh, small towns are hard to escape. He's like, He's like, you understand small towns. They're very hard to escape
0: he like, puts like a, puts a, knows something weird it's really weird and then he sees that agnes is next door with um herb and um they are deeply concerned about geraldine being in the house and yes. they're acting super fucking weird and herb especially is like acting like unbelievably weird and wants to say things to vision that agnes is not they, want to they, say. They, they say to him they're like don't you think geraldine's kind of different kind of strange and
1: he's like what are you talking about and he, herb says vision where does she live
0: well, yeah, and says, it says he has she has no family, she has no husband, and Vision's like, Well, no big deal, like you know, she's new to town, and says she has no home. And then, yeah. then we cut inside, and as Geraldine is talking to Wanda about the twins, Wanda says, You know, I I'm a twin. I had a brother, um, his name was Pietro. And and, and
1: her, her Sokovian accent comes out when yes, she says
0: that. Yes. Yeah. And she say, actually sings to them in Sokovian. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> or what I assume is Sokovian. I don't know that language, but it's certainly not yeah. English.
1: I, 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 I imagine it is some kind of. If they did not make up a language, it's it's an Eastern European language that would be fine. Like, yeah, this is what they speak in. You know, it's Slavic or something like that. Maybe I don't know.
0: Well, but, Geraldine breaks again, and she's like, Pietro, he was killed by Ultron, and Wanda really. is really unhappy to hear this because quite clearly we are inside a world where Wanda is creating safety and comfort so that she doesn't have to think about these traumatic events. And uh, Wanda starts coming at Geraldine in a big way and then notices that she has the sword pendant around her neck and demands to know, like, who are you? What do you want? What is going on here? And when the Vision comes into the house, Wanda tells him up. Geraldine's gone. She had to rush home. Yes. And, uh, And then
1: it goes to widescreen. It pulls out Not into the widescreen. Four by three. It pulls out on the widescreen. And uh and we see Geraldine get thrown out of West uh Westview. Yeah, we we'll
0: see Westview. the we we'll see the Westview um welcome to Westview sign. It says um uh home, is it, it, is what you make it or something like that. Is that what it says? Home is where you make it. Home is where you make it. Um And uh, we see there's, like, a a bunch of, like, lights that are set up in this perimeter, and there's, like, a a, a shimmering field, and Geraldine comes flying out of the shimmering field, lands in in, in grass. She is terribly stunned, and as she lands, all of these vehicles come advance on her, and uh, helicopters come down, black vans, guys with guns come out, and we kind of pull out and see the entire thing and realize that um, West field around the town. Yeah. And uh that's when we cut to commercial to, to sort of credits. Yes. To the monkeys. To the monkeys, daydream believer, the most on the nose uh music choice yet. Was it daydream no it was um it's Sleepy daydream. Jean. It's Daydream Believer. The Sleepy Dear. Jean. Dear old Sleepy Jean, old what could queen. it mean? You're just a daydream believer and a homecoming queen. Oh yeah. Sleepy, there is no song called Sleepy Gene. It's a lyric in Daydream. Do you not know when March is and you don't know the name of Daydream Believer?
1: No, I do. I don't know what I'm thinking. Of.
0: <laughs> I, I think know. everybody I should know that Derek really records. Derek is recording at like midnight his time. So I think that's. You
1: know, I, I, I think also everyone should know that I'm a huge Monkees fan. So that's also like, I might have to go to a doctor. sometimes. very. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a very long time. I, I did. I woke up at like 5 30 this morning. I couldn't get back to sleep. Oh, so that's that nice for me. That's My no whole brain fall off. Um, like I put on Spider Man Two with the
0: idea of like I'm going to nap and watch Spider Man Two, and then I just watch the entire thing. And yeah. all right, so you did not like the first two episodes. I'm curious, did well, you like this? Before we get into that,
1: before we get into that, there are other things in the episode that I think were interesting. All right, like uh, I brought up before uh, on Twitter, someone had mentioned that Herb might be named after Herbie from Fantastic Four. There's I am a different no way, Herbie. yeah. I, I, My theory is that he's named after Herd Trimpey, the co-creator of Doc Sampson, therapist to the superheroes. That's my theory on that. Um, but we'll see. He Doc Sampson deleted,
0: by the way. There's a, a deleted Doc Sampson scene. Oh, is there? Yeah. From the show? No, from fucking Hulk. There's a whole
1: lengthy uh, deleted scene. Oh, is there really? Okay, well, there you go.
0: Okay, so I mean, he's in the movie anyway. I mean, like, he's in the movie in general, but there's like a very delete. what was that? They don't count that movie really, right? They 100% count that movie, it's it's counts, yeah,
1: because they really pay no attention to it. Although, I guess what's his name's coming back, isn't he? The uh, abomination, what.
0: This is really like doing a podcast of my grandfather.
1: The abomination, the abomination is coming
0: back. The abomination. The abomination.
1: I'm so tired. I'm so tired.
0: <laughs> the abomination is indeed coming back. And yes, that movie is canon. And uh, Doc Samson's in it. And there's like a lengthy scene. I can't remember what the deleted scene is. But there's like a lengthy deleted scene that like, I feel like... Um, uh, points to him getting powers but i can't remember um
1: okay i haven't watched that movie in quite a long
0: time i haven't watched it forever and i w- haven't watched the deleted scenes in forever um
1: yeah All right well then i'm probably wrong about that but also
0: <laughs> maybe vision's they're bringing
1: in car- tyber who knows maybe they're bringing in tyber who maybe. knows maybe yeah uh, modern family's over why not um vision's car is red and yellow it's iron man's colors mm. which i thought was interesting but uh we'll see if that actually means anything or if it's just because it, it's the seventies and that's what things look like back then. I in. would say that it
0: means something. I would say every choice in this episode means something.
1: Probably. Probably. You know.
0: Alright, well so did you like it or what?
1: I did. I thought this was a good episode. I, I feel like this episode was a good mix of sitcom stuff and pushing the story forward. I think they did it really well in this one. Um I feel like they broke the mo- something that you like in the last two episodes where there are effects in this episode that aren't possible for the time frame for the time when it was made. Like what? And
0: the butterflies. You couldn't pull that off. Oh yeah, no, but I think that's because it's not happening within the world of the, of the show. show. And the, yeah, the that's the thing. thing. It's not happening It's not happening within the world of the um, sitcom. Yeah, yeah. But, they, but they they kind of mix
1: with that a little bit because when she starts going into contractions and the house starts going crazy it's very. it's in that kind of effects
0: right well she's yeah. having she's having a sitcom yeah. birth. She's, she's having a sitcom birth but when she changes the butterflies into real butterflies that's not an that's not a part of the sitcom episode that is her powers actually legitimately out of her control. but it's
1: played as part of the sitcom because then the butterfly lands on vision and she's like oh gee oh and she's got to go get it off of them
0: well, I think it's because and- she's in control of everything, so even though that moment happens and it happens out of her control because the fluttering makes that happen, I f- suspect that I think this is supposed to be like a thing that's happening she that she then yeah. controls because the vision also says things that she doesn't like, and she's able to control it back she's yeah, I mean we've seen her rewind things right. she's in- she's obviously the showrunner, right that's the thing she's the showrunner, yeah. Which I'm so I'm so confused by all of this. And she's also obviously basically commandeered the town of Westview. Is what it seems like to me. I guess so. I guess my theory about it being a Plainville is completely
1: wrong. It's, yeah, I'd say so. That's not what it is. From the sounds of it, it seems like she has taken over Westfield, and they're trying to send West people in, right? Westview, and they're trying to send people in. They right. they try to send in Geraldine. Uh, I guess it's questionable. Is Ag- is Agnes? Has she been sent in, or is she something different? Because we still haven't found out her thing. And and Herb, Herb seems to know things are off, but it's not clear if he's from the outside. Like it seems like when you go in, I'm guessing from what we know, we saw with Geraldine, when you enter, your mind starts to replace everything with what she wants it to be.
0: Right. Because remember, last episode, Geraldine at one point says, um, "I don't know why I'm here," and it's played off yeah, as a joke. Go. But yeah, um, you know, and, and- didn't seem to know what her name was right? as
1: well, when when she's asked what her name is, and she has to think about it for a moment.
0: Yeah, so I would guess that you walk through that barrier, and you become part of the sitcom. Yeah. So the question then, like as you say, is that are these other neighbors people that live in Westview? Are they people that came in through S.W.O.R.D. and have become part of the sitcom and have just been there for so long, they're just in it? It does seem like Herb is trying to protect Wanda. Yeah, he seems to know stuff that's up, he right? He knows something's yeah. wrong and he wants to protect Wanda. He doesn't know how to tell Vision without breaking the spell. That seems to be what's happening. Yeah. Now, is Vision real? He can't be. Right? That's I, he's dead, right? I mean, he is dead and Kevin Feige has said that the MCU will have no resurrections. Well, we'll see about that. Well, <laughs> the thing is that this wouldn't be a resurrection if she creates a new Vision. With yeah. her, the same way that she created two children, right? I mean, then yeah. you don't have to have a resurrection. It's not technically a resurrection.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what, yeah. And I mean, because right now, like in the show, he has the mind gem in, in his head. Yeah. Um, yeah right? So, which that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't fit. And it, the that my theory is that he's not even there. That he's a part of her consciousness that is just kind of moving
0: about. I would actually argue that he, she created him and he represents the part of her consciousness that knows that this is wrong. Yes. That's why a number would- of times now he has been the one that's like, huh, this is weird. I think that that was what he represents. He is that part of her consciousness that stands up and says, uh, this is not right. There's something, we, you're not doing the right thing here. This is not correct. Because the things that when Wanda takes care of Geraldine in this episode, um, she's like scary. Like she's like dark. And, yeah. uh, it's pretty interesting, you know, um, she says to her, you need to leave. And it like the way that she says it is like, yeah, yeah, big wishing you into the cornfield energy. And, um, you know, it is something else. And I think that the vision is going to represent the part of her that knows that this is wrong, that she is playing with people's lives and that she's doing this thing now. So who is Agnes? Is Agnes somebody who has been drawn to this? And is trying to do something. I don't know. But I suspect that this is all Wanda. Well, I mean, Agnes stops her
1: from telling Vision what's happening. Right. With with Geraldine. So she knows some stuff as well. And then she rings her her little bell on her bike, which I laughed at. I thought that was very funny. But uh, so she knows some stuff is up. And I think that's interesting. I think that she knows
0: everything. I think that she is the character who knows everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, we both think she's Agatha Harkness. Right. So who was the one that trained uh, Wanda to be a, a wizard or a witch in the comics? And then
0: she also played a big part in Tom King's Vision
1: miniseries.
0: She has been called the villain in this piece. I'm very curious about that because Agatha Harkness is not always a villain. So it's an interesting um, descriptor that's been going around the uh, old internet.
1: I'd say, I had not seen that, so I had not come across that. She's definitely, yeah, she, in the comics, she's not really a villain. She's kind of back and forth, right? Like, sometimes, like, like she even when she's evil, it's like she's not evil. She just has her own plan, her own purpose of what she wants to do. And maybe it doesn't fit perfectly with what the Avengers want, but she's not like, I'm going to rule the universe or anything like that.
0: I mean, so it's very complicated because she was originally, I mean, this is not one of those ones where I don't have all the information, so I'm not going to be able to tell you everything because I don't remember every piece of it, but um, she was originally Franklin Richards' nanny. Yes. That's how she was introduced, and then it turned out. That she was a witch. Um, there was like an an issue where the Frightful Four came to get Franklin, and she like kicked her asses, and then she had to tell the Fantastic Four that she was a witch. Um, yeah. She has a, so the interesting things that the character has a bunny named uh, Senor Scratchy. Yes, um, Agatha Harkness has a son named Nicholas Scratch. Um, uh, he's a bad guy, so yeah. it's hard but to. Know a a cat. cat in the comic. She has a cat, a cat as called a Ebony. Family. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to know i you know agatha's been alive and dead she's like had a lot of stuff um she's been heavily involved with this all this mephisto baby shit in the comics um but i traditionally she's not been like a super duper villain nicholas scratch has been a villain he's fought hellcat um but i don't know i'm I'm not really sure where they're taking it now that makes me wonder whether or not um they're going to bring Mephisto out of this.
1: I, there's, there's been theories and rumors that Mephisto is the bad guy for Multiverse of Madness, which would make some sense since that's, that's a good choice for Doctor Strange. But uh, And this is supposed to lead right into Multiverse of Madness at some point. So who knows?
0: I mean, it's interesting. I mean, I, you know what? I mean, the I, I don't know. Who I would make the villain of Multiverse of Madness. I mean, I'm surprised we haven't had Nightmare in the Doctor Strange movies yet. I mean, I really was surprised he wasn't the first guy uh, out the gate, frankly. Um, I I think he'd he'd be too much for the first one. See, I think Dormammu is a lot for the first one. Dormammu 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 Dormammu. is like, he's like Uh, Doctor Strange's main villain.
1: He's the main villain, but he's only brought in at the end, and it's like you get a hint of him. You don't, he's not. The fo- He's not the villain of the movie, I would say, right? I mean, what's his face is
0: the villain, the other guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mads. Uh, I forget the character's yeah. name. He's a newer character. Whatever.
1: Um, yeah. And then they set up uh, Baron Mordo. Right.
0: I guess is not going to be.
1: Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, the, <laughs> the, it, it, the Marvel movies definitely, they're hard to track what their plans are. Right. Because they. They are so forward-thinking in so many ways of, like, we've got seven different Doctor Strange movies thought up. <laughs> like, So who knows where they're going to go with it.
0: The thing that's interesting to- is they bring Mephisto in is that um, they didn't use Mephisto in the first three phases, and they used Loki in the Mephisto role with Thanos. In the comics, it Mephisto is, is like, Thanos' little, like, giggling henchman guy and they use loki for that in the first couple of phases of the mcu Um, yeah so they brought Mephisto in now i don't know what his larger role would be oh my god he's gonna erase spider-man he might one more day that is one more day with spider-man uh In this terrible comic book story, Marvel decided they had married off Spider-Man back in 1986. And 20, 30 years later, they decided they were sick of telling married Spider-Man stories. It was ruining Spider-Man. They wanted to get rid of Mary Jane as his wife, but they didn't want to have a divorced Spider-Man either. They didn't want to have divorced dad Spider-Man. So what they did is they had Aunt May dying. And Peter Parker uh, made a deal with Mephisto, who is the the Marvel Universe devil, uh, to erase his marriage in exchange for saving Aunt May's life. Yeah, that was truly really one of the worst storylines anybody's ever done. And considering some of the bad Spider-Man storylines, including one where he became a spider person and bit a guy's head off, including he one man, where where it was, revealed, was revealed that Norman Osborn, well, Norman Osborn, well, Norman Osborne had a child with Gwen Stacy,
1: Norman uh, Osborn had a child Gwen Stacy that he was. Peter actually got his powers from the spider gods at one point, and they were like, "Nah, that didn't happen. And there's the
0: clone saga. I mean, considering that, how terrible those are, the fact that One More Day might be the worst Spider-Man storyline is really pretty staggering. I think One More Day I think, is the worst one because it's so
1: obvious. The way you handle that problem is they just get divorced. That fits Spider-Man. problem. they didn't not a want problem. him
0: to be a divorced guy. They wanted him to be like a forever 25-year-old single guy. That's what they wanted to get him back to. They, they didn't want to have, to have the heaviness back. of divorce over him. I, yeah,
1: which is stupid because that's how spider-man works best i you know there's I a don't disagree stuff like that. So,
0: that was dumb that was dumb all right um so you like this one then you you're coming around on this show yeah I, I like this one I like it
1: i'm I'm sad that they're moving into the 80s already because I think that there's even before the monkeys played at the end of the episode I was like oh it's too bad we didn't get like a monkey's feeling episode where it's like real wacky like real Like, cutting to, like, fast-forward stuff and, like, all that kind of stuff. But now they're moving into the 80s with the next episode, so that's out. You can't do that anymore. You
0: ask me Roseanne next episode, I'm pretty sure, right? I I
1: don't think – the images I've seen, I got much more of a, like, eight is enough kind of feel to it. Really? Of, like – because, like, it's – Agnes is wearing workout clothes, you know, and, like – like it, it seemed much more, or, or maybe like uh, growing pains. Maybe the like reason growing- I saw
0: their kitchen looked like Roseanne's kitchen.
1: Did it? Okay. The image I saw was Agnes in like like 80s, t- typical 80s uh, workout outfit, mm-hmm. you know, with the leggings and like all that kind of stuff. And I get from the feeling I got was like a very growing pains, family ties kind of feel to it. I guess we'll find out in a the couple first of days. Thing is, too real isn't it like i would think roseanne would be it also wasn't roseanne in the 90s
0: Or oh, was it in the 90s i thought it was late 80s um it could be i mean i, I think mean, that one of the things that might be happening as the show goes on is the sitcoms themselves become more real i guess I guess do you know what I mean? I mean like it gets like you know i mean like you know do we end up with a seinfeld episode would <laughs> <It'd> be amazing wouldn't <laughs> it if Vision is Kramer, that would be wonderful. That would be pretty incredible.
1: Come, instead of the door flying open, he just keeps f- floating through it.
0: That would be really great. All right. Great. I think this episode has gone long enough. Derek, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Uh, they can find me on Twitter at WH underscore Woolhat. If you have enjoyed the two of That's us. That's how much of a Monkeys fan I am. Is my name on Twitter comes from the Monkeys.
0: There you go. Um And yet you didn't know the title of the song.
1: I'm so tired. I'm so very tired. (laughs)
0: Uh, If you enjoyed listening to the two of us banter about this, you might enjoy listening to the two of us banter about Star Wars. We do a weekly Star Wars TV show podcast. When there's new Star Wars shows like The Mandalorian, we do that week by week. But right now what we're doing in the off season is we're going through Star Wars Rebels, a really excellent animated show set right before the events of the original Star Wars film. Um, We have about 40 something episodes on that. Uh in the can. We've done the final season of Star Wars Clone Wars. We've done the first two seasons of Star Wars Rebels. We're finishing up the second season of Rebels. And we did the first season of The Mandalorian. All of those episodes are available if you become a patron second. at my What? We did the
1: second season of The Mandalorian.
0: The second season of The Mandalorian. You're correct. That was the second season of the show. You are right. This, you know, you're not the only one with brain yeah. fog.
1: Who's
0: the who's the brainless one now? I got one thing right. <laughs> Win. <laughs> You're right. We did just do the second season. Uh all of these episodes are now available at my Patreon, which is www.patreon.com slash cinema sangha. That's the word cinema. And Sangha S-A-N-G-H-A. That is a Buddhist term for community. Cinema Sangha is a Patreon that I run where I write about uh pop culture through a spiritual lens. Um I don't I'm not like a real weird dick about it or anything like that. Um, and uh, if you go there, there's a lot of different levels of membership for that you can get different kinds of content. But for just $1 a month, you will be able to listen to episodes of The Bad Batch. And I want to thank all of my patrons who make this show possible, just the hosting and all the other fees that come along with doing a podcast on the main platforms um their patronage allows this to happen and uh, i really appreciate them and if you wanted to check it out please do come by www.patreon.com slash cinema sangha and in the meantime until next week i don't have like a good sign out like with the bad batch i get to say may the force be with you that just makes sense but like what's the good sign out yeah. for the marvel show i mean the one everyone would use is excelsior which right, is boring but, like, that's why i don't want to say it right yeah yeah, I'm trying to think.
1: Like, is there a, a Marvel Marching Society sign up? Oh, um, uh, no. I was gonna <laughs> say like it's clobbering time, maybe, but that I don't no. Know. That's
0: like for the opening of the show. You might say it's clobbering yeah. time. That's not good for the uh, finale. I mean, Excelsior is the one, right? But like, who wants to fucking say that?
1: It's it's so overused. It's, like,
0: pla- it's played out. I uh,
1: I I can't think of like. Avengers Assemble would be the opening, right? Well,
0: listen, you know what? Here's the thing. In the meantime, we'll try to figure out what a good outro for this show is. But in the meantime, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe. We'll see you again next week, true believers.
1: Oh, there you go. May you be marvelous. Oh.